0: Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode. Today, we've got a real estate investing power couple zooming in from different parts of the planet. Husband and wife team, Francisco and Rachel Hernandez, currently living in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. That's where Rachel is right now, but Francisco zooming in from Mexico. So you guys, great to have you on the call. Great to see you.
1: Thank you, Dave. Thank you for inviting us. We are, I am very honored to be here, and I always listen to your podcast, and um, this is wonderful. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Rachel, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, doing good. Yeah. Excellent. I, I'm not in sunny Mexico. It's rainy
0: Calgary today, but... Yeah, you, you, and me, you and me both, but hey, Francisco can enjoy it, that's for sure. So you guys, I already have the pleasure of knowing you, Francisco, actually tracked me down when he was in Kamloops a few weeks ago. We went out and, and got to know each other. And then I've gotten to know Rachel a little bit as well. But for folks who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and how you two connected and how you got started with real estate investing. And maybe we'll start with ladies first. So Rachel, you go ahead and then Francisco can jump in.
1: Sure. Um,
2: so my background is design. I went to, I came to Calgary from Saskatchewan to take a, a degree in interior design and have focused my career on commercial interior design offices and some, some banks, um, commercial spaces. And then when Francisco and I met, um, we, he's a, he's an entrepreneur. He's his background. He just he's always about the next business idea. And so we've done a together. We've done a lot of things. For example, when we um, were when I was on maternity leave, when our first daughter was born, we moved to Mexico and we started a gym um, from scratch just for fun. <laughs> uh, we've looked into franchises. We've looked into all sorts of things. Um, but I would say maybe four years ago, kind of seriously considered looking into real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, four or five years, and um, had a few opportunities, um, pulled the trigger on an opportunity that didn't work out very well. And then after that, we kind of struggled, found ourselves in a little bit of analysis paralysis when it came to purchasing. We were looking in the Calgary area, we wanted to buy something potentially multifamily, duplexes, fourplexes, that type of thing. Looking back, looked at some deals that we thought, wow, we should have really done that. But we just didn't know what we were looking for, what was a good deal. Um, And so we just kind of let those pass by. Um, And then I was on maternity leave with our third. So now we have three kids just recently. And uh, we started looking into it again, trying to figure out how we could get into real estate investing with our skill set. And so I started looking we started looking into find a coach because we thought okay we're we, we don't know how to analyze deals we don't know how to find what is a good deal so i started looking into um, airbnb we had a friend that had done some airbnbs in vancouver and he was he did really well and we thought wow that seems like it cash flows really well let's take a look at that um found a coach randomly online that specializes in in real estate investing in the United States which we never really considered before because we're not there but oh. learned throughout the way that we you, there is a way that you can invest from far away and get it set up in a way that you can make cash flow on lower priced properties and have much more cash flow renting short term than you would long term and that's what we we're looking for. We want we wanted the cash flow as much as more than what you typically get with a long-term rental in Calgary, for example, but we also wanted to own the, the asset as well and have that appreciate while we were cash flowing. So that's, uh, that's how we got started. We joined a, we joined a mastermind that helped us, walked us through the process while I was on maternity leave. And we recently just purchased our first property in,
0: in the States. Congratulations. Yeah. That, that is awesome. So Francisco, um, you've had a very interesting life journey What was it about real estate that really kind of sparked your attention? Or was this something that Rachel kind of introduced you to? Or had you been thinking about it before as well?
1: Well, um, I come as an immigrant from Mexico. Um, I started detailing cars in a car dealership. So my experience has been a lot in sales. Since I was very little, my dad always taught me how to sell. So I kind of um, I always liked sales, so I started car detailing, cleaning cars, and then I move up the ladder in the car industry until I became a manager. Um, regarding real estate, um, I knew always on the back of my head that that was the way to get uh, cash flow and to get, you know, passive income and to really uh, um, achieve financial freedom. So that was always a thing that I had in the back of my head. I just didn't know how to do it. Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, one of my first deals, um, I, I I was a little bit naive and and I bunch I lost a bunch of money, almost fifty grand in mm-hmm. savings, and and I borrowed money to do my first real estate deal. Um, and then I got burned pretty bad. Yeah. So I kind of learned my lesson. No,
0: no, no wonder you guys had analysis paralysis for a while. <laughs> it takes a while to lick that wound. If you don't mind sharing, what kind of a, was that a flip deal or what kind of a deal was it that you tried um, to do?
1: Yes, um, I unfortunately ran into the wrong partner at that time. Uh, I trusted him. Uh, he actually was one of my customers. He bought a truck from me when I first started selling cars. And I, I knew he was doing real estate. And I reached out to him because I wanted to learn. So I wanted him to be my mentor. But unfortunately, um, I think he saw me too green and he, he pretty much took my money. It was, was going to be a flip. So he told me he already had it pre-sold. Uh, we're just going to buy it. And pretty much sell it right away. We're gonna make a profit. And um I use all my savings, my RSP money, and I borrow some money to do my down payment of the deal. And when I realized it was too late, that uh, he took the money and pretty much used it for something else.
0: So basically yeah, it was a you were going to go into that one more more like the passive investor, the 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 money partner and your the other guy was supposed to take care of you and, and do the deal and you're gonna share the profits. But he basically took off with the cash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Very good learning experience, though. You definitely know what not to do. And you also know how to protect your investors moving ahead. Because here's the thing, Francisco. I know you guys are, are going to be getting into bringing on joint venture partners and investors for your deals. That's actually a really good story for you to have to share with your investors to say, Hey, I've been on the other, on the other side, and I've seen things absolutely go wrong and and lost all my money. Here's, you know, briefly what happened without getting into too much details. Here's how we make sure that will never happen to you, right? Here's how you are secured. Here's how, yeah. So that's, that, that's a crappy experience, but I think in the long run, it'll be a very good, one of those good stories to look back on. The the longer that co- passes by, the less it hurts. But it. it'll be a good cautionary tale for other people.
1: I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, uh, so you so you guys are very yeah,
0: entrepreneurial, and you've got you've decided to focus in on the short term rentals in the states. You know, why did you decide on investing in the states versus doing it in Canada, where your friends already had success in Vancouver, et cetera?
1: Well, that, that is a very good question that you asked, uh, Dave. Uh, first of all, we, our mentor is from the States. Mm-hmm. So all the experience that he has is from the States. Um, when we started the mentoring classes with him, uh, we realized very quick um, after analyzing a lot of properties that the States uh, had a lot of potential when it comes from cash and cash uh, opportunities and cash flow. So that's why we decided to do our first deals in the United States, just because money wise, it makes more sense. We love Canada, especially BC is wonderful. It's very beautiful. But for the kind of money that you need to buy a property in, in, in Canada, it's, it's, it's way more money than to do something in the States. That's why we decided to, to do it in the States, because we had more knowledge um, doing it in the States right now.
0: Interesting. No, I, I love that. Yeah, it just makes sense. The population base in the States is 10 times what it is in, Cam- in in Canada. The price of properties is much, you know, depending on where you're investing, can be much, much, much lower than what it would cost for the same kind of property in Canada. Yet, the amount that you charge per night can be as high, if not higher. Plus, as Canadians, we always like that exchange rate when the U.S. dollar is is so much higher than the Canadian dollar, too. Yeah, very cool. So Rachel, what, what are you guys looking to do moving ahead now that you've got your first deal on the go? And I've seen pictures of it. And I I love the fact that you've got that interior design background because they were absolutely like the property, what you guys have done with the property is beautiful. It's, it's a stunning property. So maybe, you know what what's been your experience so far with this deal and I know, I know it's early days but how's it been going so far and and what are you, what are you anticipating in the near future with it
2: Well the the one thing I didn't touch on is funny of my background was my very first job when I was 16 years old was working at a bed and breakfast I used oh, to change okay. the change the beds clean the toilets book in guests so I had this hospitality background that I never, after high school, I never worked in that industry again, maybe I, at a coffee shop or hospitality kind of has to do with the service industry as well. But yeah. um, so what I'm, what I'm noticing about setting up our first property is that I really enjoy the, the interaction with the guests. Like, we're not there, but we, we are really trying to focus on the guest experience, how we can make it a good place for them to vacation and support their needs um, all the while, being, being able to provide them with a the service that they need, um, that also benefits us. Basically, we like that kind of trade-off. Um, so yeah, I can't remember what your question was now. No, that's,
0: that's great. So that, you know, that I didn't know that, um, yeah. you have that background now you've, you've had at the time that we're recording this, you've had the property running, right. oh, uh, set up gonna... and running for a number of months. How's it been going so far?
2: It's been going really well. So I think the thing with Airbnb and Verbo, and we we are looking into getting a direct booking site as well, so we can take some of the control of the, you know, our customers market directly to them, as opposed to relying on a platform to market for us. Um, but what what we, what we're, it's, it's been going really well, we've been booking up very consistently higher, I think, than the market, the general market. And I think it has to do with the fact that the way that we set up the property, but also the way that we interact with the guests. And that's why I brought up that background at, at the beginning of this, this part was we like interacting with the guests. We we, we want to provide them with, with a, a really great experience. So whatever we can do to, to improve their experience above and beyond what they're expecting. So, you know, it gives us the good reviews, which puts us higher in the algorithm of those pages. And, and so, so far the last few months, we've been like I said, booking up higher than um, than what the demand in the in our general area is, and so we're hoping to continue that by continuing to market to our 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 they call it the avatar. You know, mm-hmm. your your we know exactly who our clientele is, and we we are planning to market directly to them and why they're coming to the area. So um, what we plan to do is to see what kinds of improvements we can make on the property first right away. There's, there's some small improvements that we can make that I think would increase the return on investment for us by allowing us to have more amenities to share with our guests. Like, like what? Like um, a second bathroom, potentially. Um, We have a garage that we, uh, we've had good experience with uh, some of the amenities we have in the garage, like a foosball table. We want to put in more games, a projector and make the garage a little bit of a hangout place for like a games
0: room kind of thing
2: a instead of a garage. Room. Yeah. I mean, they, they could park in the garage, but it's also a space that you can develop as, as part of the amenities. And we think that any little bit that we can improve with the property above and beyond what we're already doing is just, we're already paying the mortgage. We're already paying the expenses. It's just going to increase the cash flow that we're already making. And really, like I said, increase the ROI, um, Oh, I, I've
0: got a question for you with your hospitality background. Cause a, a couple of things stood out for me with what you're saying is, you know, you're looking at, it's a combination, the quality of the product. Right. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you guys put quite a bit of work into making it look beautiful. And I think a lot of your interior design came, came in there, but also going above and beyond for your guests so that you're, well, that comes natural to you, but it also really helps with boosting up those ratings. So what would be an example of some of the things that you guys are doing that most other Airbnb operators aren't, either aren't aware of, don't want to do, couldn't be bothered with? What What, what are you guys finding is is a bit of your competitive advantage?
1: So I, I think one of the big ones is going to be uh, we we belong to a mastermind group. Uh, We have a lot of friends uh, from the mastermind group that are helping us with a lot of good ideas. Um, So we have a mentor that is pretty much walking us and telling us what to do. And in the mastermind group, we share a lot of good ideas that give us that edge to be different. One of those things, uh, we we realize that we can enhance the pictures and we can analyze and build a story. Uh, well, we are showing our property, we're building the story just by doing the pictures, mm. and we learned that in the mastermind group. So I believe that that's an edge. And just adding a little bit on the on the on what Rachel did, um, just so you know, well, because we were there for two weeks, I was there for one week setting up the property that is like thousand miles away from from our home in Calgary, and I just want to give a lot of props to Rachel because she was working so hard. She was doing a full time job. At the same time, she was doing researching and buying all the all the things on Amazon. And uh, we we went there for two weeks. She was working day and night pretty much and setting up the property that looked amazing. And And uh, she did an amazing job doing that. And it was a lot of work up front, but it's paying off right now. And she she had a date in her mind that she wanted the property to be ready. And uh, she, we, she we were so close to that date, but it because... <laughs> She put a lot of work into that. So nice. she's gonna say that.
0: Oh yeah. well, I, I I can tell that she's a go-getter, that's for sure. So Rachel, what would be an example of the client service side of things that that you guys have done to kind of make the your guests stay a little extra special?
2: Yeah, well we um We have, like I said, we have some games in the area, in the, we have some games in the house. So if the families want to play board games, they can, and it's common in our area because a lot of large families like to visit our area and we are on a lake. So we wanted to make sure that we could provide them with a way to enjoy the lake as well. So we, we get, as part of the amenities, we have a couple of kayaks that they can take out with life jackets and we have insurance to cover that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good. And hopefully a waiver, a waiver in there somewhere
2: yeah another really good important thing to have set up when you have amenities like that um but if we have a guest that books in and has a question about our fire pit or whatever we'll will or do you provide firewood we'll say yeah we'll give you we'll give you firewood we'll make sure it's there when you arrive so that's something that francisco actually was like it's it costs us very little to have our cleaner drop off some firewoods because we know that they're planning to use the fire pit the fire pit actually also overlooks the lake so pretty much from anywhere on our property except for the the um the back garage carport you can see the lake so Mm -hmm. it's when you first drive there it's it's just peaceful and you get into our property and all and it's just you all you hear is the birds chirping and we want our guests to be able to really relax unplug Um, the wi-fi is laser fast so they could work if they wanted to but we don't have a dedicated workspace for them because we want our our customers not to work while they're there they should be just enjoying the area so that's a few small things um, that we were trying to do Um, we provide them with a s'mores kit so when they first arrive, they nice. have um, they have the marshmallows and the chocolate and the graham, and graham crackers. Graham
0: crackers, yeah, and the, and the firewood to make the, the pit and the.
2: That's right, the- and some and I just think that you know, people that have a property and they're like, oh, I'm just gonna list it on Airbnb and see what I can get out of it. They miss that edge because they're just seeing what they can get out of it, but we were really trying to focus on what we can give to our customers. And, and um, they've said, we, we will definitely come back when we're in the area. We've had really great reviews because they just, they, they see, I think they see all the work that we put into it and how we want them to enjoy the space. So,
0: yeah. Very cool. So you guys, uh, we talked, you talked a little bit about having a very specific avatar in mind as your ideal guest for this property. what, How did you come up with that avatar? And what does that avatar look like? Because I think most people that are doing short term rentals, it's like, hey, whoever shows up and wants to pay and has decent ratings, we'll let them in the door. And, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you guys are fine with that, too. But it sounds like you're really focusing towards a specific niche. So what is it? And how did you determine that?
2: Well, it came down to our market analysis. We were looking in a variety of different markets. And every time that you look in a market, you need to know why people are coming there. So we go to Airbnb and Verbo, and you start to look at the reviews and you find out why the people are. Why do they why are they coming to that area? And they mention what they mention exactly what they want. They said it's close to this museum. It's close to this amenity. Um, we love the kayaks. We love the fire pit. Like you start to gather from your market research, you start to gather all the things that your your customers would enjoy while they're there. Our area has a lot of um, amenities for families, museums, mm. and aquarium. And and mostly they're they're there to see um, this true to the biblical proportion arc in the middle of Kentucky. Wow. That's why they go. It's a it's the Noah's Ark replica, and our so. It's families that want to take their kids to see this, um, but they also can enjoy the other things in the area as well. There's lots of other places they can go. There's a zoo in Cincinnati. There's lots of places yep. that they can take them. So spend a little bit of time in the area and see all of the things that these families have to, um, to, to enjoy. And so we know that that's why a lot of people, a lot of families especially, are going to our area, and we knew that from our market research. So whatever area you're researching, you like I said, you just need to – do your research, find out why they're coming and provide them with what they need for their for their stay.
0: So your your avatar sounds like a family kind of what size family sounds like they're um, they're religiously oriented yeah. into that sort of thing and want to to spend time with R&R in a, in a peaceful surrounding is that a pretty yeah. good stab at it?
2: Yep. They're usually families. Sometimes it's the parents and the grandparents and then the kids, but we've had found fa- in the last couple of months, we've had families with, I would say, usually no less than four kids, sometimes oh. up to six kids. So we have three I'm bedrooms. Thinking, I'm
0: thinking Mormons. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I'm not sure how, how closely Mormons follow, follow the Bible and the, the, you know, the Noah's Ark story, but it's more, it's more either. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that, <laughs> but just uh, the
0: size of the families—it's getting up yeah. There. It's big,
2: big families or or extended families that right. want to enjoy it together. And we we count ourselves as a family that would be someone who would like to stay there. So when yeah. we thought about the place, we thought about what we would put in it for ourselves. So and even down just the art that I have in there, it all has a story to tell. So from the from the amenities we provided to the location to the to the art inside it's all geared towards those families that are just thrilled to be in the area because there's a lot of cool things to see and do
0: nice nice well you guys time flies when we're having fun but if people are listening to this and they would like to connect with you because they're interested in short-term rentals or you've piqued their curiosity they want to go go to Kentucky and check out the arc and stay in your air lovely Airbnb. What's the best way for them to reach out to you guys?
2: Well we do have an Instagram page for our Airbnb and they can direct message us directly on there and see Perfect. photos of it and everything. It's called at the Kentucky Lake House. So if you go on Instagram or on Facebook and go to at the Kentucky Lake House, um you'll be able to see photos of our place and get in touch with us that way.
0: Perfect. Well Rachel Francisco this is this has been a lot of fun thank you very much for sharing your journey so far uh, it's just the, the one of many many wonderful properties to come i'm sure and uh yeah it's it's fun to see the two of you joining forces together and and making real estate work for you thank
1: you thank you dave thank you very much for your help and uh, for your podcast as well Uh, You shared very valuable information there. Thank you. We appreciate that.
0: My pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.